your favorite podcast about all things Italian and all things motorcycles. <laughs> you're going to be a food podcast in like three yeah. weeks. <laughs> we might, we might be. Today we talk about spaghetti a carbonara and our favorite <laughs> techniques, pancetta or prosciutto. <laughs> Anyways, so we're here. We're joined by a lovely crew today. We've got Robert. Hey. We've got Danny. Hey. We've got Jamie and Amando all the way Hello. from San Francisco. Hello. Or, Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Get, it, get it right. Get it right. <laughs> and then the we've got Chris and my baby daughter, Esperanza. Hello. Esperanza's got a binky, so she doesn't care to say she hi right like, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's better this way. It sure is. So, yeah, it's been, I think, a busy week. We've been... Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff in my workshop, but I'm really curious to hear about you guys. And you know what? For the first time in a while, Chris, I know that you have been working on some stuff. So what did you work on this week? This week, I got to change the spark plugs on the DT. It was much mm. needed because they were ugly and not cute. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I also adjusted the brake, the rear brake, on the DT because I don't know how Jordan was riding that thing, but it was <laughs> a loosey goosey. It has <laughs> that like stops eventually. It, it has that adjuster point. Like if it goes past this point, you need to replace the brake pads, and it's like like way past. <laughs> no, way past the point where it needs to be, which means I mean they need to be replaced anyways. But I did that, and then I went on a little first ride. It was a little short around the neighborhood ride, but it was great i got to see what my core could do for me and so far so good i am nowhere near near trail ready to ride that is for sure i probably have a few more weeks of postpartum exercises to do and then i can start riding again and esperanza is upset because that means <laughs> that i'm not around to be her main food source and, it would be dad. and she's like ew <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. She'll Not be writing the same. Scene. She'll be writing the same. We're excited for that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, I want to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, um, trying to shred. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool seeing Chris out there working with me. We had like a family wrenching day, and we all got some stuff done. And the DT nice. is running amazing. I have to say, everything's tuned on it, and with some new brake pads and fork seals, it'll be. 100%. Danny, what are you working on? I wait, wait, wait. Hear... What did Esperanza work on? You said oh, it was a family day. You know, Esperanza kind of like cool uh, hung out with us. And yeah, she uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is always, uh, you know, there to be moral support. And Chris is indicating that she definitely did uh, poop. She works on poop. <laughs> pretty good at doing that. She's pretty good at making poop. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. And she, I, I love taking Esperanza in the garage. I know she's you know too young to remember any of this stuff, but I think it's I think it's she's, important for her to be around that forming stuff. Forming vital neural pathways. You know, that's what I'm like, saying. I give her a wrench sometimes. She's gonna be like, She's like, that's not right. That's not. Nope. She really, she's lately, she's really likes to hold on to metal things. She grabs my chain all the time. So I put like a wrench in her hand. She picks it up. She, she yeah. picks it. She'll be there. She'll be working on my stuff for me in no time. That's, that's, why <laughs> that's the that. ultimate. That's why oh, I had God. kids. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, what are you, Danny, what are you working on? Oh, I've been working on a lot this week. It's been, it's been a busy week for the, in the garage. Um, let's see what I do first. 
First was probably um, I have this Tomos that's like super done up. The engine's been case matched and ported and new exhaust I put on that I didn't really ride with. And um, I knew before that I needed to change the clutch springs that I put it off. So I added some fresh gas for, just to go and then started second kick. So that was cool. Didn't mm. even need to clean the carb. Nice. Um, and then rode it for a little bit and I, I gunned it and I forgot that it has enough torque to like really knock me off the bike and the front wheel lifted off the ground. Oh, as I was going. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. Wheeling machine. Um, and I swapped the, uh, the clutch springs to the stiffest ones that I have. And that felt a lot better. Um, I hit 48 on it and I had, a, I had a lot more to go. So really 50, 50 CC two stroke. This is 70 cc two stroke. Because well, the case match. Okay, so you bored yeah. it over. Yeah, I get um, it. And yeah, then uh, I'm working on the general because I'm trying to add lights to it again. Because mm. um, the previous owner had hardwired it with no lights and no kill switch, and the wire that I thought was lights, uh, I believe, was just the main power one. So it still runs. The tail light works. The front headlight did not work, and I could not kill it by choking the carb. So mm -hmm. that was a fun realization last night, where I was just shooting exhaust smoke into the garage. Sweet, yeah, it happens. It was, it was very healthy. Um, some people, and then, some people yeah. buy incense. Some people run two strokes. That's it's, very true. As long as the garage doors open, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's probably already someone who does it, but we should definitely make a two-stroke candle. I feel like I've seen <laughs> one, maybe, but if it doesn't exist, let's yeah. figure out how to do that and make mm -hmm. some money. I feel like it's just just wax and uh, two-stroke two oil. Two-stroke oil. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm gonna make a two-stroke oil and then a hops gun oil. You got it'll oh, just be the most ridiculous oh, like. That's close to my heart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> yeah. a good smell. Yeah, I mean, gasoline. I think, just put I gasoline think that, in there. I think the hopes number nine you could put in like a little aromatherapy candle and oh, just yeah. it's sweet. Maybe light be it an on upgrade fire. for my. I have chili pepper candles. Oh. It smells like roasting mm. chilies. Yeah, oh, wow. that's a nice smell. It's from the University of New Mexico Chili Lab. Wow. So you know, it's oh. the yeah, so it's yeah, it's the real deal. Yeah, don't mess around. Clapped out, clapped out candle, food, motor oil. Yeah. We covered clapped all. Out candle we covered all here, folks. <laughs> That's one stop That's podcast shopping. Well, I love it, and I wish you the best on the general. I, whenever you say the general, I think of someone's like crotchety uncle who's just yeah. like, "Oh, the general's <laughs> upset right now." And then it's like, I, I think of the the general car insurance. I also think of the jingle for that. I yeah. just realize I think of the general, general like now. that because uh, fun fact. Also, we're a King of the Hill podcast. <clears> the yeah. general is Khan's uh, father-in-law, and he's yeah. afraid of him. Season seven, I believe. So yeah. There you go. There's your tidbit. Uh, we covered all. I, have, on this I had that one last one. I worked on the, the Suzuki yeah. FA50 uh, for that guy who dropped it off. Who's buying one of the other bikes off of me? That's the one that was giving uh, you a hard time. That's the one that was giving me a hard time. I, Why was it giving you a hard time? Uh, because I did not assemble the kickstart correctly um, two times. It seemed like it would be, but I put one of the washers on the wrong little post. I don't know what to call that. But yeah, so it's it's good now. I figured out why it wouldn't uh, lock into place when he was like, yeah, I can sometimes get it to stay. And then most times I just can't. That was because you have to actually hold the brake lever to start these bikes. Um, and yeah. 
Uh, there's no kickstart return spring, so that's why it just you kick it, it and it just okay. flops flops down. Yeah, I got it. I added some gas, added the new ignition coil, fired it up, and I rode it up the street. So sounds, sounds like it's time to machine the cases for a little kickstart spring stop that you can just put in there, and this kickstart will come back to you. Well, it has. It, you just don't. It have has the space for it. It's just. It's literally just missing. It's missing uh, the return spring, and it's missing the return spring cover. Oh, I was gonna say. I thought the yeah, kickstart, yeah. like it was, it just, came just off just the back of the spring and just. No, down, no, it just down. doesn't. It just doesn't exist on the bike right now. So I uh, got to get those and then toss them on, and all will be, all will be well. Well, nice. you know what? Speak of kickstarts. <clears throat> oh, what's uh? I kickstart. Hell of a time this week. <laughs> so I have a 19. What I've been working on this week, uh, most of this week, really, is a. I have a 1974 uh, GT Suzuki GT 185, and I bought this thing off Facebook. It was like in Boise, which is a couple hours away, and it got listed for like $200. It has less than 2,000 miles on it. The plastics are cherry. The tank has a little patina, but it looks so good. And I literally like ran. I called him. I was like, I'm coming right now. And I drove all the way to get this thing because I've I've always wanted a twin cylinder two-stroke. I, I really want an RD, like an RD 350 mm -hmm. or an RD yeah. 400 uh, or even an RD 200 would be really cool. But those are getting crazy expensive. So I bought the Suzuki. Um, I, I don't really see them that often. I know the Water Buffalo is kind of like the claim to fame, the 750. Um, but, you know, I don't see these these twins as much. And uh, they weren't imported here for super long. And so this week, I got it going. Um, I finally got carbs that fit little VM18s, and they needed a very specific uh, adapter to run on there. It's really wonky. But anyways, got the carbs uh, somewhat dialed in, got it you know, running, starting, idling, and it sounds great. But I am having just a hell of a time with the kickstart shaft. It runs through the bike. It was uh, the the there's a retainer clip on the left side that was damaged by whoever was working on it last. And it was like screwed in way too tight, and all the screws are stripped out. So I extracted those, you know, tried to run the shaft again, and the spacing is just not lining up. Hmm. And it is it's infuriating because I'm just it's so silly. I've done everything else on the bike, and it's good to go, but I can't get the shaft to line up and engage and stick out the proper amount. And so when it runs, it like you can tell it's jumping a, a gear in there and it's like, mm -hmm. duk, 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 duk. and I don't really want to damage the transmission or anything. So mm -hmm. I have it off for now. I'm waiting on a manual to come in and I'm hoping that something is enlightening in the manual that I'm not seeing uh, because it's otherwise in great condition. It's like the compression is amazing. It's, it runs particularly well, but anyways, so have I'm, you, I'm just, have yeah. you tried hitting it? Several times, yeah. Actually, yeah, I yeah. and I can get it to the point where it aligns and it doesn't jump the gear inside the case. But it's but still not. It's still not sticking out far enough, right, and it's, and it's very. Someone, uh, someone. These bikes are popular in England, and someone across the pond reached out to me, and uh, was like, "Well, then something must be misaligned inside." But right. I would think that if something fell off on the inside, I would get more shaft on the other side rather than less. So. Yeah. Something's not like Something's up. not, yeah. And I really hope I don't have to split the cases on a bike that has less than 2,000 miles on it because that seems kind of silly. And a gasket set I don't want to buy. So that's that's what I've been working on. It's cool. It sounds awesome. It's it you know it uh, I guess makes a pretty decent amount of power. I haven't gotten to ride it around yet, uh, but it looks it looks cool and it's pretty fun. 
So that's what I've been working on. Uh, Amanda, Jimmy, what, what have y'all been working on lately? Um, we haven't been working on much um, because our bike is running. But after our trip, hey, Esperanza. Ooh, Esperanza's thinking you should be working on more than yes. well, luckily, well, luckily, this weekend has given us a short laundry list of things we should double check on the spike. Nice. Yeah, more to come later. Yeah, we'll um, talk a a little bit about your guys's group ride but they yeah. uh yeah so you found some stuff on the ride that maybe yeah. needs to be worked on well i guess a week or so ago i did uh, our first oil change on the ct90 which is mm. probably way overdue because we hadn't changed the oil since we purchased it but granted mm. we didn't ride it a whole lot um, purchased it in 2017 uh, yeah, three years ago but 2018 mm. um, it's been a while oil doesn't break down it's all good <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so it, it was definitely really dark, um, but it's got fresh oil in there, um, feeling good. Um, oil. What oil did you run? Yeah, it's a real uh, question. I think it was like 10W30. Okay. Was it Rotella? Synthetic? I don't know. It was whatever the O'Reilly had, or I think it was uh, Lucas Oil. Oh, yeah. Whatever oh, the, you're good. Solid choice. Respectable. Yeah, yeah. Solid choice. Whatever the O'Reilly had that was like, yes, motorcycle oil for uh, wet clutches. Yeah. Well JSAOMA2 certified baby. Yeah. I, I think the Lucas yep. Oil stuff is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. what we, we usually end up putting. Um, I think it's a type of Lucas oil in the van. We do a 20W50 in the van. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So. Nice and viscous. Yeah. Viscous. For those the old horizontally opposed for. Mm. Give it something to work with. Yeah. All right. Chew on that for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Robert, what are you working on this week? Did you get back to your I Yeah. I actually got back to get to work on stuff. Uh, it was gone all last week, all this past week and all the week before. So I got back from Austin on some time. I don't remember. It's all a blur. Um, but yeah, actually got to work on stuff today, which is nice. Uh, cleaned a lot. It was pretty overdue in my garage uh, just to tidy up. So I finally moved the workbench I put together that's just been like waiting. Finally put it into, into its spot, moved stuff onto it. Um, and just kept working on tearing down that Triumph engine, which is good. So got the, it's it's pretty much. I have one more special Triumph tool that I need to get to pull. Uh, <clears throat> what do I need to pull? The gear on the stator, um, or I guess on the generator on this one. Yeah. Um, a lot of Triumph. There's like a lot of a lot of special. Do you think Honda's bad with special tools? <laughs> Triumph was like, yeah, how about this? So yeah, it's separate gear pullers for like, so it's um, it's dual cam. It's overhead valve, obviously, but mm -hmm. the the cams each have their respective running gears uh, to engage with the primary shaft, and each one requires a separate gear puller, which is fun. Oh, God. Uh, and then the spindle gear requires its own gear puller. Uh, it's great. Mm -hmm. So I was working on that. Um, it's pretty much all done. Transmission's out. Everything looks really good, and it's it, the deeper I get into it, the more frustrated I am that I'm being responsible and splitting <laughs> the cases to clean everything out because it's just like everything's super clean. Everything looks great. Yeah. Um, next up will be I have to get that gear off, and then I'm splitting the cases and cleaning the sludge trap, and then it's going to go back together. But I mean, how can you know that until you know you get? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and there is there is a lot of. I mean, it's it's. The oil's been sitting in it forever, as I'm sure I've talked about. So it's like 40-year-old oil. So there is 
a pretty good like four to five millimeter layer of sludge just lining the bottom of everything. Oh. Um, but it's not bad. It, it's it's coming off fine. So yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna clean everything out and and then I gotta do the sludge trap, which is like a triumph thing, um, and clean it out. Put oil. Put it back together. Put oil in it. Uh, everything's looking good though, so I'm excited about that. Um, and it also got me thinking uh, about something else, which is what is everyone watching or listening to uh, when you're working? Because I have been working through, I know Jordan and I have talked in the past about watching on any Sunday. I, right now, have been At working. once a month. Yeah, yeah. I've been <laughs> working through uh, The Great War, a BBC documentary series on oh. World War I, uh, which is great because it's, it's very long. It's very British. I feel like the bike and I are bonding it was released the same year this bike came out. So we're really, we're all on the same page together. Um, but it made me think about, you know, wanting to ask everybody else, like, what do you like, not only like right now, but in general, what kind of stuff do you like having on in the background while you work? You know, stuff? I have to jump in because this is so bizarre because I had the almost identical thing happening with me in the, in, and it just came to mind this last, uh, session session in the garage <laughs> that i was working on <laughs> fucking kickstarter um i was listening to the the final ep or not oh, final, supernova and i supernova in yeah. the hardcore history oh i got so, an hour left on it it's good <laughs> yeah i'm actually not on the last episode i'm finally catching up so i'm i'm in the fourth episode right now i think of the five dan carlin runs a podcast called hardcore history and it is phenomenal i find it to be like one of the most <sighs> universal podcast i listen to like i can recommend it to almost anyone yeah. because it's it's so like it's just it's just straight up history it's really interesting he's not like he presents it dan dan carlin presents it in a really interesting uh and kind of uh prov not provocative but like a interesting way but it's not Dynamic, like like yeah but it's like appealing to almost everyone i've turned a lot of people onto hardcore history and recommended like certain series that he's done uh, and it's just really good. And anyways, so that's based on the yeah. Japanese empire and I'm working on the Suzuki. So yeah, no, I, I've been listening to hardcore history and, and catching up on supernova in the East and it's, it's been super good. It's a good series. Yeah. What about anybody else? Open I'm going to go, I go straight Mexican top 40. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What are we talking? Are we talking <clears throat> ranchero or banda? Uh, top, straight, top, yeah. top 40, like reggaeton. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Danny knows in college, like Super Estreo, <laughs> 1057, mm -hmm. LA, which doesn't exist anymore, really sadly, mm -hmm. every time I go back. RIP. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, Mondo and I were driving out to uh, Half Moon Bay yesterday for our ride, and the CD player in the car was not working. So I was like, well, let's find the top 40 station. <laughs> we found it real fast. <laughs> let's do it the whole ride. It was great. Nice. Yeah, sometimes I, sometimes I've got to bump that Ramon Ayala, like the just like, I don't know, it's just something like, the, especially the, the classic stuff. I got to gotta listen to it. Sometimes I'll, pl I'll play like Los Tigres in the, in the shop and it's just good. It's good working music, like yeah. to do yeah. some like maintenance stuff and, I don't know. I dig yeah. it. I'm always listening to whatever Jordan listens to. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how it goes. Um, or Virgo. I, you tell me. <laughs> We're listening to this. <laughs> Ask um, me, Vox. 
Or if I had it my way, we'd be listening to the read with Kid Fury and Crystal. Which I like. That very black, very gay shit. It's good. It's a good. The read is a great podcast. It's hilarious. I I, I also listen to it sometimes. I laugh so, so hard when I listen to the read. (laughs) Nice. It's pretty good. Yeah. My, my, mine's are like a, a clusterfuck of any and all things. Um, earlier today, I was watching on Netflix. There's like a weird Bad Boys offshoot series called yes. LA's Finest, and I've been watching that. Wait, wait, wait. Pause, pause. Excuse this is me? Is yeah. this Bad Boys like in the Bad Boys cinematic universe? Or it's is this like Bad Boys S? Like G Unit? Like adjacent Bad like Boys? Like the. Let's let's see how they describe it. Okay. Tell us more, Danny. I'm very curious about this. Like the gentleman watched this during COVID time. What is that MTV show that they had where it was like Andre 3000, who was hosting it, and they turned from G's to gents. It is a I can't I find I can't work on motorcycles unless I'm watching MTV is G's to gents. Um, so it is, it is described as a spin-off of the Bad Boys franchise. Hmm. But in the last episode I watched, they they quoted uh I can't remember which line it was, but they quoted a line from from Bad Boys. So Bad Boys. There's, there's like No, it wasn't that one. I don't know. But there's it's that I was uh I listened to a plethora of weird tabletop RPG podcasts and then or it's like one of my Spotify daily mixes, usually the one that's Hepcat, the Debonairs, the mm-hmm. Slackers, mm-hmm. and any and all other related artists. Yeah, yeah, that's really, also it's just d- depends on depends on the day, depends on the weather. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice sunny weather. I'll toss on that daily mix. I've also been listening. Like I don't, it's some life event happened like a year and a half, two years ago. And I just have not stopped listening to Queens of the Stone Age. And I just expanded all the albums that I had. That was more than a year, a year and a half ago. Whatever. That that started in the the shed that we were using in Portland. You would, would... I don't know what it is. I just like, I I think I had songs for the deaf and lullabies of paralyzed. Like I, I had those albums when I was younger Yeah. and I kind of like revisit them. I was like, Oh, this is even like, I love this more. Like there's not a lot of music you listen to. Like I love this more than I did when I was a teenager, but right. I like it more now. I'm kind of listening to the rest of like their earlier stuff and now their newer stuff, and I I just love it all. I I have a I have a deep respect for that band. So I've also been listening to a lot of Queen. That's like it's like the natural progression from Paint It Black to Kill Attack <laughs> to Queen of the Stone Age. Yeah. Just getting more like yeah. Listen to the heavy stuff on this podcast on this being yeah. uh, Italian. A culture and uh, and food culture. And food. We're gonna have to have like stop with that Italian ex crap. We're gonna have to have Italian. We're gonna have to have a. We're gonna go start our own podcast. We're gonna have to have an Italian episode. I'm I'm putting this in the universe. Lord, we I can only imagine. A multi, a multi episode saga of all things Italian two wheels. Vespa. I would love love to. Uh, okay, all right. One of okay, one of one of the bikes I one of my like bikes I am looking for. If anybody out there listening has one and wants to sell it cheap, any of the five people, Gilera, 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 Gilera was it is was an Italian motorcycle manufacturer. Now they make scooters. Mm. Um, mm, yeah, 
and they made uh, 105 cc or 104. No, 106. 106 cc motorcycle four Sears uh, back in the day. You know, uh, Robert, it's one. funny you should say that because there is one for sale in Alpine right Ooh. now for eight hundred dollars. What? One? There what? you Dang, go. I search, like, oh, it's it, you better it's snag on, that. It is on you San Diego Craigslist, it. and I will send it to you right now. I'm keeping there you that. Go. I, I truthfully, truthfully, would rather have. They also made like a one twenty four and a one fifty and a one seventy five iterations. You know of the what? Same thing. But there's something about choosers. a little. Little four stroke 106 cc bike selling to Sears. It's just wholesome. Um, anyways, I mean, I, I feel like you know, being on these rides lately, I have been thinking about like, oh, you know, is there a different bike I want than the Z for like my everyday street riding? And I keep looking at like the Ducati Scrambler, the yeah. monsters that are coming out. Right, like, this is like the recurring is it time. Is it time to embrace my heritage and buy <laughs> a Ducati? But the thing turn, is, is like I a total work, asshole. <laughs> I have my, you know what? I, I, I just have to say so many stories I can give. But one time I went to a Ducati uh, dealership to get tires put on in Tucson. Shout out to whatever the Ducati dealership oh, yeah. is. You guys are awesome. They had like a straight up like automatic, not like a cheap one, like a high-end espresso machine. And you went Ooh. you're like, uh, like you could do like macchiato dry and it just like made it and That's it was amazing. excellent. And I was like, wow, I could, I could vibe with this. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the Vespa dealership on PCH in San Diego has a very high-end oh espresso machine as well. So the, nice. there's, there's a Vespa, the Vespa dealer in Portland, uh, right? They yeah, there, there is one, yes. Also mm. super nice. I feel like we went yeah. there to get a coil yeah. or something, and they were really nice. Very yeah. like, They have a little lounge, and they're always yeah. very like, oh, yeah, come it's fine. So I don't know, but I work on my own stuff, and I'm a little intimidated by the Desendromic system. Yeah. I've heard that the two valve monsters are the bikes to learn on because they – are a little simpler. A little they only have two instead of four valves. But mm -hmm. again, we're gonna have to do an Italian series on all things Ducati, and I can talk about things I have no idea about. So <laughs> it'll be nice. fun. And you know, as we talked about a little bit earlier on, uh, Mondo, Jamie, y'all went on a pretty sweet little group ride, and I kind of want to hear about it. Yeah. So it all started with on our dating anniversary earlier April. Yeah, oh. late April. How we many years? Eight, yeah, oh, nine, eight, eight years. Um, we were like, we're gonna go on a motorcycle ride to go pick up Greek food, and so riding two up on our motorcycle, we get to an intersection, and there's like there's six Broadway other, and Grand Broadway in, and Grand Oakland. in Oakland, six other Trail Nineties, yeah, <laughs> tra Trail Nineties, One Tens, and like a Passport. Okay, so they they turn and like come follow us, and they definitely like was not their route. And then hand us a business card for their Facebook group, <laughs> nice. which is a um, anime woman mm. with mm -hmm. large boobs mm -hmm. riding mm -hmm. a Trail 90. Mm -hmm. yes. I believe this was uh, featured on our previous episode. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think like, we need a visual this is, up for the. This is fantastic. Um, so then we like joined the group and we're like, hey, we like saw you guys on your ride in Oakland on Monday. It was a Monday. And someone replied to the thing, we like, we've never done any rides in Oakland. Who did you see? Yeah. <laughs> we were just like, maybe this isn't the right group. <laughs> I, I think it's like, I got a business card that says otherwise. <laughs> Too good for Oakland, yeah. huh? Yeah. So, oh, um, well, they mentioned that this guy, Max, I guess, uh, like lives or works in 
Twitch bench. He's like, oh, you probably ran to like Max and some of those folks, yeah. which we yeah. met yeah. yesterday. Max is running his own unauthorized ride. Anyways, so the ride yesterday was the first, or it was apparently the day after they had just done a ride. So the ride yesterday, I guess it gets yesterday, yeah. The yeah. ride we went on yesterday was their first organized ride since we joined the group. So oh, um, cool. they, they do like nice. every month, every two months, they all meet up and they ride all day. Um, yeah. yeah so yesterday's theme was beat the heat. So they went to the <laughs> coast, you know, cool. sunny uh, half moon bay. Nice. Yeah. Who would need a jacket when you go to the beach, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, met up in half moon bay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we just like zigged up and down to skyline boulevard. So half moon bay is on the coast skyline boulevards, the mountain range up the top. Mm. Yep. Just rides along the top. So just zigged up and down multiple times down to Pescadero. When you and say then, you zigged, did you zag? Did you oh, yeah. zigged well. and zagged, yeah. Oh, it was, I think we came up and down like two or three times each way. Zig to zag. What are we talking, 50-50 or like how much? 65-35. 65-35. 65 zig, 35 zag. That's, That's a good. respectable <laughs> amount of zagging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so we, we stopped by uh, Alice's restaurant. If any of you know the Bay Area, it's a popular biker. I know the album. Yeah. Fancy car. <laughs> Oh, is there an album? I've heard of the Bay Area. Yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> so, 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 so let me let me paint you a picture. So this is on okay. Skyline Boulevard, runs along you know the, the ridge, ridge of the peninsula, and down on the eastern side, there's a little town called Palo Alto that has this mm. little university you may have heard of. <laughs> heard of that? I've um, heard of that? And I've slept in that university. Oh, yeah. And so like in a these people <laughs> tend to have a lot of money. So you'll see like McLarens, like lots yes. of Porsches, yeah. um, some pretty cool bikes or some like really, really nice looking, I don't know, BMW. It's got like the horizontally opposed engine, um, the all, all kinds of crazy like stuff. Like a group of Yeah. So there's um, some really cool. It's bikes. like a That's very cool. popular. So that where Alice's restaurant is, it's like a five-way yeah. intersection. Yeah. So 84 skyline and some other roads. And so like, a lot of people who are out, you know, different clubs and stuff are out on their motorcycle rides. People are out bicycle riding. People are out showing off their beautiful you know, day. Just doing a beautiful day drive. Yeah. Um, and so this is just a big intersection. There's a restaurant. There's a little gas station. You know, it's just like the hangout place. Yeah, so you, you come up there and just say hello to everyone, and then keep going and then we ended up down Scudero where there's goat cheese, fresh goat cheese and freshly made warm artichoke bread. Mm -hmm. um, the main destination. So yeah. you get yourself a large bit of goat cheese, loaf of bread and you eat yourself into a food coma and then you have to get back on a bike. And then you ride back. <laughs> yeah, then we rode back. Nice. Vibrate that to digest. <laughs> Perfect. Z zigs and zags, it's way zigs and zags. Zigging and zagging. That's awesome. Yeah. How you many know, people turned out to the ride? I want to know. There's 14 uh, riders. Yeah, 13 we, so we, had, we had 13 bikes and 14 riders. And so I messaged them when they posted this ride and like, hey, like, we'd be interested in joining. Like, is it, like, do you think we'd be okay if we, you know, had, you know, the two of us riding a trail? They're like, yeah, sure, come down. And so we showed up yesterday. They're like, you know, asking us all these questions like, oh, like, all right, so so the two of you are riding on the trail nine. You're like, oh, we've never had any ride anybody ride two up on a bike with us before. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> are we gonna be be all right? Um, but they were super good. This one guy, Matt, was um, you know asking us 
spider bike, like um, check, checking, uh, like, you know, if you guys like checked up on your tire pressure and they, you know, had a little hand pump to, you know, get our pressure up for the two of us. Nice, and then nice. he also called us out, I guess the spokes on our rear wheel are a little loose. And so he was like, yeah, like you guys will be fine, but like you might want to consider, especially if you're riding two up, um, you know, more in the future to like get somebody to true your wheel or, you know, learn Thanks. how to tighten up the spokes yourself. So Thanks, let's... mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he was really good about it. Helpful. Yeah, Sounds yeah. helpful. No, he was super good and like, you know, was like, I, I could tell that like they really care about, you know, the people riding, making That's sure cool. everybody's, you know, got their stuff and like, you know, and like straight out of the gate, like not even four miles into the ride. One guy had an issue with his like uh, throttle cable or something, but they're super awesome and, you know, stops and, you know, several people jumped on to help him sort through yeah. that. Um, and I forget, there was yeah, a couple like, other little things, yeah. but um they're super good. They gave like a briefing at the beginning. They even had to sign release waivers. But I guess oh, like they what? <laughs> yeah. well, it like, was more of like a media release because they they film. Like, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of and stuff. Uh, stuff like, just be like, hey, like, they, like they're really good about it. Like, they have like they a had, YouTube channel or something. Uh, we can go. We can go see you two riding two up. You can <laughs> join. If you join the Facebook group. The Facebook group, and you can see. Oh, yeah, there's some. It. There's some you good might. video on there. <laughs> I don't even think you need a little trail dive. the card a little close. Any, any yeah. excuse to pull to show that card. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Yeah, we will definitely be posting a picture of that card and so that you can look up the, what was the name again? The full it, name of the group? It's the Honda Trail Riders of NorCal or yeah. on Facebook, it's the NorCal Honda Trail Riders. So. I'm, I mean, it sounds like a pretty like solid group and kind of something I think we were all talking about. Mm -hmm. this week uh, through our different group chats and whatnot, but was like talking about kind of group rides um, versus like solo rides. And last week we talked a little bit about, you know, I feel like the smaller displacement crowd trail nineties, mopeds, like they generally have better group rides like that, you know? And it, like, you know, I went, I'll talk about it in a little bit, but I went riding with someone and I usually don't when I go out on day rides, especially I usually ride solo. Um, but I found a good riding partner here in town and I feel like we mesh pretty well, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of want to like touch on that a little bit about group rides and it's such, it's such a cool thing to go out and be a part of that and have people who are like looking out for you. And even like, if you break down, you know, sometimes I go to some pretty remote areas and I think like, dang, if I broke down out here, like I have tools and I, I can get myself out. But, you know, sometimes there are those instances where like, dang, it'd be nice to like have someone. And um, I think, you know, what you guys have there up there with that Trail 90 group, that, that's awesome. It's rad. And I'm wondering like what that experience was like as, you know, you guys sometimes do solo rides to the city and stuff. Like what is that group dynamic like? Like what do you kind of prefer? Do you like riding with people or do you feel like the solo experience is better in the city? Yeah. So I guess, you know, we're sort of beginners and, you know, riding around on and like commuting, it's not that bad. It's like, you know, no more than like five miles at a time, but mm -hmm. it was really nice as beginners to ride with a group and especially in a smaller displacement bike. I felt a little bit safer riding in a group amongst, you know, you know fa faster vehicles and like highways you know, you feel a little bit safer. You got people around you to like help deal with the traffic. Um, and also just like we did, you know, just 
100 miles yesterday, which is the longest ride I've ever done. That's awesome. And so it was, you know, super cool because they had a, a really, we just had to show up and they had a cool route planned. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody had tons of tools. Like we have like a tiny toolkit, but after seeing that, it's like, oh, I need to like up my game and like <laughs> tools and stuff. Um, but yeah, like it, it's super nice because they had like a lead person that would like knew the route or he had mm -hmm. planned out the routes would lead everybody through. And um, they had one guy that, you know, brought up the rear and he was super good because we were the slowest bike. Big surprise. There were some trail seventies though. The, oh yeah, that's all seventies. It was 70. like really to just watch them like power pass us on hills. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so yeah, he brought the rear, and so like every so often, like a you know a junction or something, they like waiting, wait for us to catch up, and then we'd all get going again. Yeah, we were uh, never too far behind. It no, didn't feel like it was like maybe half a mile. Like it was never. Yeah, yeah, and actually we caught up multiple times because uh, people had some you know technical difficulties. Um, it worked out all right. Um, so yeah, for like a uh, first time on a longer ride, I really appreciated like being in a group and, you know, having that support. Um, and they were super awesome. Like they definitely set the bar high for group rides in the future. It reminds yes. me of a, we've done some like, um, sail cruising or mm. done, it's called the Baja Haha, where a bunch of boats all sail from, uh, San Diego to Cabo San Lucas. And, um, you know, it's not a race like you know just nice to like be out there on the ocean mm. have like a bunch of other people around you to be like hey this thing's going on can you like help or like get closer yeah. or like my dinghy fell off does anyone see it like uh so it kind of felt like you know that same just kind of like we're all here we just want to like have fun talk about our bikes you know different people have done different mods you know people run into this different issues same issues um and just having like a group of people that are just excited to talk about it um yeah is is nice yeah, it's fun. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's a fun thing to be in a group. And, and I mean, aside, it's kind of going to be kind of weird to say, but like, I really, <laughs> I don't like breakdowns on the trail, but like, I enjoy <laughs> working on stuff and like getting yeah. stuff back yeah. up. Like, it's a part of the adventure and it's fun. And it yeah. is much better when you're with people. Like, even yeah. if you just have someone standing there being like, damn, that's fucked up. Like it still feels good <laughs> to have some to have some company to the point Definitely. where on solo trips I've packed little Bluetooth speakers so I can just have like some background noise, you know, even if I'm working on stuff myself. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that that is a fun part of the bit, and it, I have a lot of really cool trailside fix stories and brags, you know, that it's only it's only accentuated by other people being around i think so robert yeah. can attest to that for sure oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just nice too like it's the type of motorcycle we have is not meant to go fast and is mm. not known like being a perfect bike and so like i could like there are definitely some other groups up riding with like much fancier bikes and it's kind of like they're not really stopping for a bunch of people you know it's kind of like your, your bike should be good to go when you're when you're doing the ride this was like a bunch of people being like yeah our bikes are gonna break down like it's the plan yeah, <laughs> like, well, I, yeah and i mean I was, I was thinking about that the last time i think danny was talking about going on a group ride with like mopeds which i feel is a, a similar thing where you know if you're going out on a group ride with people on uh like street bikes or like dual sports or dirt bikes or something there's there's more of a technical like everyone's KTM is going to run fine and you're all going to be like, Oh, I bet I can. Until do it doesn't. Sick thing. Yeah. Until it doesn't. But um, I think there's something about, you know, being on a ride where everyone's on something that like might not make it. 
where it's just like a totally different vibe. It's a different feeling, right? It's like everyone's yeah. kind of in it together. Like, let's see if we can all make it to the end of this ride without mm, breaking yeah. down. Yeah, it's definitely That's a nice ride with this. Everybody has very similar, you know, equipment and like you know, there are a couple of Groms that were definitely uh, a little bit faster, but they essentially have the same engine or, yeah. you know, it's based on the same engine. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's just like everybody's in the same class more or less and, you know, go on the same speed and enjoying it. The whole, uh, some beautiful uh, roads that we went on, like in uh, through Redwoods and it was like mm -hmm. totally, total canopy cover. So you're like in the awesome. shade. That's awesome. Uh, super beautiful. Yeah, I, I can say from like experience of having both, you know, a 175 two stroke that I ride around town and an 1100 like super sport. Uh, well, not really. It's kind of a super sport. Anyways, you know, in the shed that, you know, something that makes like 15 horsepower and something that makes like 100 horsepower or more, you know, it's always more fun to ride the DT 175 around because I can really rail on that thing and like right. <laughs> absolutely open it up, jump off. Like there's like this little railroad crossing outside of our neighborhood and there's just a little kicker that goes off of it. And I always jump in. It's super fun. And, you know, just like you can just hoon around town, pop the front end up. But on the Z, it's like, you have to like really commit if you're going to jump that thing. It weighs like 500 pounds. <laughs> it is not like, it is a life or death. And it is fun to go fast. But yeah, it's just more I fun mean, to run. ride a slow bike fast. That's yeah, exactly what I was getting to. It's more fun to ride a slow bike fast than it is to ride a fast bike slow. And I really can't ride the Z anywhere near less than felony speeds, like fast. <laughs> like for what it its definition of right. fast is very, very fast. And it is fun to ride quick, but it's just not as fun i think as riding like the the dt around and yeah i wish there was more of that community living in a rural area it's it's hard to find there's there's a lot of people with trail ride and we do dirt bike rides sometimes but yeah it's it's hard to find that cities have that really cool community of like smaller bore riders and sounds like an awesome crew event honestly and an awesome well, club to i mean ride. another part of that is you know if if part of the challenge of the ride is seeing if everyone's bike will like make it you could probably get that out where you're living with harley riders <laughs> Zing. Set up, but oh, also just want to point out, as an aside, Alice's Restaurant. For those who don't know, uh, is an album by Arlo Guthrie, and there's a song on it about motorcycles. Oh, so nice! Cool. I uh, so, oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I I think the the same could be said pretty much what Jamie and Mono were saying about group rides for mopeds. It's usually you hope your bike's gonna make it. You kind of plan for it to not, but. It's always nice when it does. Um, for the longer moped rides, usually there is someone driving chase. So they'll have a truck that can truck or some sort of vehicle that can haul broken down mopeds and provide rides. Um, so like when we rode from Glendale out to like Vasquez Rocks, there was, I think, two chase vehicles because it was a long ride and there was undoubtedly going to be breakdowns. Um, and then uh, speaking of group rides, that's more of a, a team ride, but the thousand mile moped ride has started today. Oh, uh, the, so the, cool. the Baker's dozen run has begun. Uh, they just, just now posted the day one update. So if you go to SRS blasters 
Only.com. You can read it. S- Definitely R-S. sounds like a porn site. Blasters. If you if you type it wrong, it might end up being not .net. Not Not .net. Dot com. There you go. SRS blasters. Blasters. What's a bazooka mouth? If you have to ask. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They <laughs> tell us about this. We're all distracted. <laughs> tell us about this blasters baker's dozen. Uh, and I, I why, don't know about the blasters where, part of it. Where but, is uh, okay? So where is the starting and where is the ending? Anywhere? It, like you can thousand it, mile. Anywhere? No, it's it's coordinated. So they you sign up as a team. Usually you had a couple couple riders on your team. Someone to drive chase. Someone to ride with them, and then someone who's on the bike that day. Um, this year is from Atlanta. So they're your, uh, yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta, um, and then they're riding to, I want to say, West Virginia this year. Uh, yeah, this, this, this year is called Dragon Slayer: Tale of the Dragon. Oh, that. Tale of the Dragon! Very famous ride on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, they're probably going up. They, it's they're yeah. staying at some campground that has a bar called the Dragon. Or some shop or something. Um, yeah, Tale yeah, of the so, Dragon is like a huge like rite of passage for street bike riders. Uh, they go out there, especially people from the East Coast. And it's I thought it runs through Tennessee. I could be totally wrong. I don't know jack about the East Coast, but I think it's uh, it's somewhere out there in between Georgia and West Virginia. And it's yeah. a really like long, long like twisty road. Just has a ton of turns, and people mm-hmm. rip up and down it, and. It gets pretty so, busy in the summer. I think. So they're not necessarily doing a set route. They have, hey, this is where the ride for the day is starting. This is where it's ending. Try to get there before the other people. That's cool. Yeah, That's it sounds fun. like a blast. Three, uh, two years ago, it was from like Austin to Redondo Beach, which is, would be a hell of a ride. But yeah. super fun. Someday, someday, I will build a moped that will be capable I do have. You, I do have to say now, general. having this, take the general. When oh. in doubt, general. Out. The, ge- the general, general, <laughs> the general, or the safari with like an at least another spare engine. I <laughs> doubt. Pull the general out. When in doubt, the general comes out. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I have to say, I now that I have the Z. I think this year might be the year I try an iron butt, your iron butt. Yeah. which is a thousand miles in 24 hours. This is the first bike I've owned that I've been like, I could, I could do it. Like I feel okay. We did, we did a ride today, 114 degrees in Dayville when we rolled through uh, central Oregon, which right on the border of central and Eastern Oregon, it was horrible. I drank nine liters of water today. I just was like, <sighs> just sucking down the camel back, like more. And every stop, I was just filling it up, putting electrolytes in there and still came home exhausted. Uh, we did 327 miles and I didn't, it was very hot. I was tired at the end of it, but I've done now pretty, I've done a 450 mile day on it and it's still pretty comfortable. So I, I think this year might be the year I try it. I don't exactly know where I'd go, but I just I like the idea of doing it and I want to do it. And yeah. I think I'm gonna you hit a SoCal it. and back. Just do that five. SoCal, just go to SoCal one day. Yeah, yeah I but think it's I, what like six yeah, it's six hundred miles for me here. You, how, it's you a San Diego. It's huh? a solid thousand to eleven hundred to San Diego from here. 
Yeah, there you, you could, go. You, double could go but... you could go up to the 90 and then just like take the 90 out. I have thought about this a lot because I don't like riding on the freeway. It's just yeah. not fun and I don't have a windscreen. But the reality of an iron butt is that I have right. to stay moving and I have to keep a certain pace up, you know? So we did three miles in the first hour. This is like, I was kind of planning it out of my head and I have like a hundred and 50, 160 mile range pretty reliably. So I think it would be like, you know, do like 80 miles and then take like a five minute rest, 80 miles, five minute rest. Like, I think if I did it along the lines of that and rode for like 12 to 14 hours, I think 14 total, putting in like an hour and a half nap in there or something in the middle. You could um, go. Yeah, I think I would do 90 is not a bad idea. Like up, Cheyenne, Wyoming, if you just take the 84 down. Straight, <laughs> yeah, okay. And just 900, 900 miles. I mean, so 90 is not like. 90 is not like mind-numbingly boring. It's still yeah. it's mostly just trees. and It's, it's cool when it's you cross, okay. yeah. Crossing and, into Montana is cool, and then you kind of get some variation going further east. And yeah, you could, I mean, I feel like that would be a good one. The other thing I, I was thinking was just northern Nevada because it's so right. open. Right. But I don't think speeding my way through it is the answer. I think yeah. maintaining a solid like 65, 70, you know, and just doing it for just droning on. So I put a lot of podcasts on, and I, I think I could do it. I want to do it before the summer's over. I'll check back in if I. I mean, I think here's 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 the loop. I think you go Lagrande and you go up and going in either direction. You could go up through Tri Cities, hit the ninety, take the ninety out to Butte, and then turn down towards Idaho Falls mm -hmm. on the fifteen. Idaho Falls, you hit Pocatello, you come back, and then you loop back around. And perfect loop. It's not a bad one, yeah. And that's it's again though. It's mostly freeway, and it sounds kind of crazy, but I kind of want the distinction of doing it on two lane. So I'm trying to think if there's like a route I could do that I could do it only on highways because the people who yeah. do iron butts, they have like all these challenges where like they'll mm -hmm. do like, oh, I did it on the shortest day of the year or oh, I right. did it on a 250 or I did it. So I kind of like to see if like, oh, I did it only on two lane highway, like I didn't do an interstate. Right. So right. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try a 500 mile day soon just to like know that I can put it down and then mm -hmm. just go up from there and do a few of those and see how, you know, maybe when it's yeah. not as hot out and see how it goes but you know, real real quick jumping back to baker's dozen i, oh, I yeah. found an f an update of this year Ooh. they uh added a rule where you can only use one engine case so my, my, <laughs> As my, opposed my to plan for a whole separate or? engine is foiled well no oh. wait but it's just the case though so you can do you could bring you could three swap top out you could swap yeah. out all of the internals but right. you have to split it's the just, cases it's, that way you can't just like hot swap a whole new motor yeah, which in the past they've allowed you to do. Mm. This this year is different. And here's what I think you do, Danny. Here's How many people are already out? Uh, no one is DNF, which they do not did not finish. So okay, you you made it's, it's day one though. So yeah. you just put two engines on your bike and you just run one at a time. Uh, <laughs> you run one until it dies, and then you then you fire the next one up. Like a like really this. long secondary chain that drives it, and you just switch yeah. it on. Exactly, it's like a little a little select like a clutch that you just like, like kick that. it kick it over to the other one. You know what engine. Not you know cheating. what engine you could put in there and you wouldn't have to deal with it. That's also centrifugal and probably meets the moped regulations. A Predator two twelve, and then yes. you would never have to swap it. It would just go run until the end of time. Or you go Predator V twin and you blast. And just That's right. Out. That's right. So uh, apparently, it's mostly uh, mostly hobbits that do it. So mm. Honda running strong. 
You should bring the general out. General. I think yeah. the general is the move. So far as our pretty... Uh, I think we've made the decision for solid. you. You're going to take the general. <laughs> You're going to take fine. the general. I'm going to sneak in 20, the DT. 2022. Clapped out. Sponsored. Danny on the general. <laughs> on the general. Will I'll be your support. We don't know. I'll be your support DT175. There you go. Because <laughs> I want to do it, but not on a moped. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That sounds pretty fun. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm about it. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah there's, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool things happening in the universe right now. That's a lot that's of group rides, a lot of solo rides. Well, I think rides, to, to bring it back to group rides, rides, I mean, I think uh, Amanda, you probably touched on. I think you touched on something with the group ride thing, which is that it it's a good way to get to end up places you wouldn't normally go, right? Sure. Oh yeah, totally. You get for like both distance wise and like actual destination. Um, so I was just bringing it back. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that I, I really like exploring out and going, you know, and doing all kinds of just seeing where forest roads go and finding different things. And so it's, I feel like it's kind of hard to find those kind of people though, for doing group rides. That's, that's what I've struggled with in the past is finding people who are like, yeah, I'll go out in the middle of nowhere and check out some stuff with you, you know? So. Is this where we float the idea for the first uh, inaugural clapped out chowder run? I have to say that's yeah. how the original chowder run started. The all dirt road uh, rally from Venita, Oregon to Yahats, Oregon for the best chowder on the Oregon coast at Lunacy. Shout out to Lunacy in Yahats, Oregon. Stop and get some of their Slumgullion. It's the best chowder on the coast. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I would love to do a rally like that, you know, and I would love it to be like bring what it run you know run what you bring. run what you bring and just like i want to see harleys out there i want to see mopeds out there just the most ridiculous <laughs> forest road ride yeah i think i think we should totally do it this fall let's do it it's best done in the fall when it's raining yes. and cold you gotta earn the then chowder. You get to the chowder and you have earned that chowder and it tastes good it's good chowder fall coming this fall the uh clapped out moto hour sponsored chowder try triannual chowder run is the official name of it so we'll, we'll sponsor it this year i guess all right we'll be there <laughs> done yeah so you know find find someone in your town go ride with them go have fun and enjoy hopefully less scorching weather yeah i, I mm -hmm. hope it's not as bad for everyone else but Pretty yeah tasty. well i mean that brings us to our clapped out pick of the week we're just we're just we're just getting through this thing what uh i i was just saying at the top of the show uh, before we start recording the show, rather, I've been pretty bad about picking bikes that I just want and are not that clapped out. And I unfortunately am going to be doing that this week. And I think I'll just kick it off with mine. Um, <laughs> this is something that I I really want. I really don't need, but, you know, it doesn't matter. I still want it. And it's just one of those ridiculous relics of dirt bike history. Um, back in the 90s, 80s 90s and 2000s there was a big 500 war between the kx 500 and the cr 500 these were like monsters of the desert and yamaha came in and they were like well what if we just did something a little different so they have this uh, oh, yeah. wr 500 and they call it the air hammer because it's like <laughs> even in the 90s it's using an air-cooled gigantic 500 cc two-stroke engine holy crap um, and is this it the is, one that was like the their last air-cooled bike um or like air-cooled two-stroke or something like that, that checks out yeah that checks out because it's i mean if you look at it like it's essentially a dt or an early yz engine. oh yeah and they were already in so i have a 94 wr 250 very similar uh color scheme as this one 
and you know it's like it's water cooled it's like a modern two-stroke engine but in the 90s they were like trying to uh answer back to to the honda kawasaki 500 dominance but they were like what if we just made a big air-cooled engine and so they made this engine it got dogged on by all the reviewers and everything but I think they're pretty cool. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's a big motor, but because it's air cooled, it's probably a little more tame than the CRs and KXs. And I really like this chassis. I have a similar one on my T50 and I think it'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I think it's ridiculously overpriced, but they're pretty hard to come by. So as this it, guy do- says, it does one, look I'll- really clean. It is, it is a sweet is. color scheme. There's, there's no one standing next to this, but I'm definitely envisioning someone in like vans and like very high socks with the it's single the stripe that goes across. Yeah, back. It's the pink and blue. Yeah, it does yeah. it. <laughs> I love this era. <laughs> era, this era of, of Just Photoshop of index. Yeah. <laughs> this era of Yamaha was very like Dixie plastic cup. Like they just went hard. And I mean, hard. everybody that's like the same. You look at the nineties, right? The uh, early mid nineties DRs and they're all the yeah. purple and yellow color scheme with the like splash nineties. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, not very clapped out. It's actually it has a brand new yes. top end and looks pretty good, but the air hammer is what they call it. And I just want one so bad, like a big bore. <laughs> and I think that, that's pass this monster out. I think that's the most practical one, you know, like it's air cooled. It's probably a little more mellow, a little more trail geared. So I think it's, it's a very uh, practical 500 for me. To practical get. 500. Piece. What do you guys got? I feel like my clapped out pick almost matches yours. Well, not, not the same, but it, it like feels like it's in the same vein. So I've continued my theme of, I still only really look at Hawaii big Island Craigslist um, <laughs> because it's the thing I look at in my free time. Oh yeah. Uh, so I got a Honda oh. XR 250 L um, in Pahoa um, on the big Island. It's a beautiful shot of it just lined up on front of oh, the yeah. soft lava. And so it just looks like you're going to have a ton of fun, just like rock hopping, hanging out. Um, It needs work to run. No title, title, Uh, but only 7,300 miles. And it is kickstart. Kickstart. These are all of the details we have. Apparently that's that's all you need to know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's, that looks like fun. Those are awesome bikes. And I have to say, Jamie, I, I didn't say it earlier, but I know you guys are adding two up. Just hear me out. Riding your own bike is pretty fun. So if you're going to do that, get an XR 250L and 100%. just dominate yeah. everyone. Ride it on the street. Group. Ride it on the right. trail. Ride it yeah. around. Right. Well, that, yeah. that's, that's a pretty good segue to my pick. Um, there was a lot of really great two-up uh, mopeds that I couldn't pick from <laughs> that I decided I decided to go with this one. Uh, Solid yeah. bike. I love the 250Ls. They're awesome. Yeah. Very reliable Honda Mill. Uh, got all the blinkers, but you know, it's, it's basically an XR 250R, slightly different chassis, slightly different suspension. And those are solid woods it's, bikes. There's it's only $750. You'll get it. Just, just, just gotta go to, I just Hawaii. moved to Hawaii and moved to You get it going fast that. enough and you just, you just coast over the water. It's actually a pretty good deal. I mean, it does look like it has a, it does look it like it has a pretty decent amount of corrosion. There's some salt in the air. Just a little bit. It's Hawaii. Get a pressure washer. It'll be fine. Rhino line everything. There you go. No more problems. Yeah. What do you got, Mondo? Yeah, so like that was the probably the most asked question yesterday. Is like, so when's she gonna get a bike? And 
somebody on the group posted a CT110 for $700. Nice. Um, it's like and got a no nice title, patina. No just like no some, some parts on the side. Look Cash at that. Is that a, it's got it's a, a no. buy a piece of wood. It, yeah, it comes with a two-bar Does it come with the wood? That wood is worth like $700. I've <laughs> seen what lumber prices are doing. That's... That's yeah. a valuable piece of painted wood right there. So, uh, yeah, I guess oddly it might be. Is that the center stand? Yeah, so the it's missing the, the foot. There. Yeah, the foot pegs. And an air box. The, that looks really good. Set, yeah, it's just missing part of the air 81. Box. Did they make CT110s into the 80s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, to like really? 83 or 84. Oh, yeah. Uh, the tires like hold it. air. That's a great description. Perfect. Yeah, so just That's like the, sh the shifter and the, looks like the brake pedal or. Yeah. come separately Heck so yeah. some assembly required they still also to answer your question i think they still make the ct110 outside of the u.s uh, uh well, yeah. they, well, the new they one. brought back the trail mm -hmm. um as a ct125 mm -hmm. and somebody actually had it yesterday it like definitely actually like a little bit bigger like when you see next longer up a bike. yeah it's a little bit mm -hmm. longer and a little bit almost looks a little taller Really, um, but for seven hundred bucks, like with how much one tens are going good, for, like yeah, that is a good price. You, Jamie, like in good condition, like they're like three. <laughs> There's grand. another person in the group that also said I can just ride his second bike anytime I want. We just have yeah. to go to like San Jose area. That's so. a good deal, but doesn't beat having your own. That's true. And yeah. you can put a big bore kit on it. Big bore. Yeah, yeah I mean, the exhaust with the and the chrome looks good. Yeah. You need so. a dog and a two by four. Take <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the dog. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't they, run, they, but they, they tires hold air. The, uh, they put <laughs> tape on the seat for you. It'll match the, the rear seat for the, the passenger seat <laughs> you know that what? I have is also pure duct tape. You know what? It doesn't run yet. But if you go to get it, it will run. I believe in you. It doesn't yeah. look like it needs that Put much. It this way. If you yeah. don't go get it, it's never going to run. That's right. Yeah, that's true. You owe oh, it to that bike, point. Jamie. <laughs> go get it, Jamie. Carry only. Cash and Cash. carry. I forget. Does it have a title? No, a lost, lost title. But it so has it's... a key. Titles. <laughs> what uh what uh, cash and carry does that mean you pay cash and you have to carry it away or yeah or i don't know like i'm not gonna know. bring it to you yeah you, you bring cash you carry okay uh, it's not gonna must carry be able you. to lift bike i like yeah. it and i support it and i definitely think you guys should have a pair of ct110s yes yeah well i'm just like now looking at it's like oh it's missing the tail light and some yeah. other stuff. So yeah. it's, missing a it's missing an yeah. electric motor. That's what it's missing. It's missing a Predator <laughs> T12. Yeah. I don't know. Jamie says she might want like a, a super cub or a passport. So oh, get a passport. Passports are cool. Passports, yeah, are, passports cool. are super cool. Yeah. Blue and white. Oh, so cool. Who else has a pick that they will bring I before do. the gauntlet? The I do. I do. Before the committee. Before the committee. <laughs> I like pick the nicest bike I can find. No, yeah. I'm not really out. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh wow, we got okay. hey. that's actually very what are we cheap. Here? Yeah, we were looking at a 1979 Mako Magnum 440. Where is that? Yeah, a Valley Center, so just outside of Escondido in the that's middle of nowhere. Cheap. <laughs> 
So let's see. So what's got... what makes this thing worth three thousand dollars, or are they smoking Ooh. something? No, that's actually yeah, very not. cheap. Okay. Um, that's on the well, not very cheap. It's not in great shape. But well, it's funny. We were just talking about big board two strokes, and Mako yeah. was the they were the ones who were like five hundred. Why don't we make a six hundred? Like they <laughs> they were yeah. very much about like big desert two strokes. Like in this era, uh, like late seventies, yeah. early eighties, they were like dominating like desert open class bikes. Uh, Fresh elastics. Like, yeah, bigger, it's like bigger, it's bigger. Some, yeah, some some goodies. It's a little. It it's a it's a little mildly clapped for its age but and i don't cool. think the 440 was a was it wasn't a big maybe it is maybe it was a good motor i remember the uh i feel like the 440 wasn't like a great well-regarded bike overall but i could be wrong yeah title status yeah. missing he he doesn't always have his phone on him but he will try to if you call him I'm getting a very, <laughs> I'm getting a very standoffish vibe from this description yeah. in numerous places. But missing the silencer, no paperwork, registration, registration from, from Utah. Utah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. it's easy to get it verified. All right, for the CHP. Come on, back off. Repro yeah. oh side God. panels, still fenders in the packaging. All right. I, I think uh, it uses the R word too. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm getting very standoffish. Like, Ryan. don't mess with my time. I know what I got. Well, it's, uh, it's just Oh no, that's not a boat. That's just another car. I thought that's that was just, a boat in the background. I got a Mustang. Must cash and carry boat. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. Must. <laughs> must carry boat. Is it a Mustang? <laughs> it looks like back? it. No, the the yeah, right behind it. Yeah. No. Camaro, uh, my guy. I don't think I don't so. Think it it's very. Uh, the front end doesn't look enough. It is enough too like straight a for a Mustang with that. That's true. To be a ranchero. Because it's got no look. It's the end. It ends right there. Oh yeah, it's red. Oh so, yeah, and it's red. Ranchero, red. it's red. Yeah, I, red. I think uh, I, I like these. I, I think these might make those are super cool, yeah. and it, it represents a really neat like period of of a uh, dirt bike tech where they yeah, were just so. like getting better, to, and better, bigger, to and bigger. Answer, yeah, to answer your question, Amando, Mako's um, are of a type of two-stroke motorcycle that are very collectible right now mm -hmm. uh, up there with like cz it's a lot of these kind of european two-strokes from the the dirt bike boom of the 70s a husqvarna too mm -hmm. um that and it, it's purely just down to there there weren't as many of them as other things there weren't a lot of them it's mm -hmm. we're kind of hitting the like the curve on age where the people who were kids when these were out now you know are retiring and have money to buy them, so that pushes the price up. They got um, fresh knee replacements and they're ready yeah, to go. Uh, yeah, and that is yeah, exactly buy the an, bike and put it in their garage and, then, and never ride it. And a knee replacement is exactly what you need to start these to bikes. Take over a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I've kicked a couple, not make, but I've kicked older, uh, older large bore four strokes, yeah. and they do not have like nowadays on the cam like on a kickstart bike there's like a something in the cam not the auto decomp but something that'll allow like an anti-kickback so it doesn't whack you back those things <laughs> like if you kick it and you get the compression and it doesn't start it'll just like whack and just you know come right back at you and I, that is yeah. probably a pretty and the makers the makers i think had a have a decomp on the side of the anyway uh, inside of the cylinder to get too deep so the makers, but. what is what's up with this seat like what is this is that an aftermarket seat put on, or is that? Or... I don't. Uh, so the fender used to be there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I guess the fender goes under the loop is probably. Yeah, the fender happening. goes under the hoop and goes under the seat. You you okay. can't tell, but if you were to look at it from 
from straight back. See how the seat looks like it just ends abruptly? Mm -hmm. If you were to look at it from the back, it would have it would be concave for like the fender to continue. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Makos were kind of exotics back then. They still kind yeah. of are, like very much are, you know. But they still that anodized rim, you can tell. Maybe yeah. recently are are back in production of their larger bore two strokes, and they're oh. very well known oh, for the cool. like Mako six hundred, Mako seven hundred. Yeah, like, yeah that was their thing. Was like, strokes. why stop at four hundred? We can make five. Why stop at five hundred? Yeah, and you know, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna turn down a seven hundred two stroke. That sounds pretty awesome, but. Also very terrifying. What else you got? Uh, let me see here. I have this. So we were, this is to continue the conversation we were talking about earlier. Uh, I've been very tempted because a lot of clapped out picks that are also things that I would definitely throw money at if that was a thing I wanted to do. And one of them is this. Let me see if I can without freezing my poor laptop here. And it is... A 1955 Royal Enfield 500. Oh, mm. that's just wow, a thousand bucks. I know. So, uh, little Indian? little history lesson. Yeah, I, I, it actually, interestingly enough. So, like a lot of people on this podcast right now, I spend a lot of time perusing, hunting uh, classifieds, and it's been interesting because in the last like couple of weeks, there's been a few of these uh, mid 50s Indian uh, in air quotes bikes come up. So back in the 50s, uh, to keep it brief, Indian was was similar to Harley in the AMF days. Indian was basically like running out of money, didn't know what to do. Harley was like destroying them. And they're like, Shit, we need to make some money on some bikes real quick and uh, ended up reselling some Royal Enfield bikes rebadged as Indians. <laughs> um, so you see a lot of them, they have like goofy names. This one, this is called, this model is called the Trailhawk. Um, it is a bullet 500 scrambler. Uh, so that cool. high pipe is from is like original. Hmm. Uh, if we that zoom cool. in, you can see that where it would normally say Royal Enfield, it in fact says Indian on the, oh, uh, it's like the, the, case. the side case. Um, but yeah, so you have these came from the factory with uh, actually a 19 rear and a 21 front um, and high rear fender. And you've got like the sled seat and you've got, yeah, high pipes. So this was kind of like their attempt to capture some part of the market. They also made, um, they had a 700cc twin that was called something else from Indian and they made a bunch of bikes and obviously it didn't work because cool. Indian still folded. But yeah. but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely clapped out. Magneto needs it. repair, which is fine. You could get one. Selling it for his uncles, accepting offers. I'm very tempted. I would just get that thing running and run it patinaed as is. 100%. I think it looks really good. Well, it looks one of the, really good. And obviously, like, you know, as everybody knows, like, Royal Enfield is still making motorcycles. They, I think up until this year, made the Bullet 500 pretty much mm -hmm. exactly as it was. Always been, um, yeah. So, like, um, you can still get, like, big bore kits and pistons and anything you need upgraded rods for these bikes. So their, their new twin offerings are really cool. I, we talked I about this. Is also, we talked about I, this I yeah, last week and I, mm -hmm. I something about it. It's also one of those things where you look around and see, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this, but seeing what bikes, what bikes are going for these days and you have new bikes and people are talking about like, the Pan American and all these, and, and just general new bikes where people are like, oh, you know, like 17, 18 grand, that's like reasonable for a new motorcycle. Mm. And it's like, Ugh. but even to see what used bike prices are doing, 
Yeah. Uh, and then you have something like the Himalayan that brand new, you could go buy a brand new 2021 Enfield Himalayan for five grand, under five grand. It's like 49.95 yeah. or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's bonkers. Oh, yeah. uh, and it'll probably run forever. And maybe a couple parts will fall off, but they're not the important ones. And you'll just keep going. And if we've learned anything, just find some other friends with broken ass Himalayans. Go That's out right. together and have an adventure fixing your time. Himalayans on the side of the road. <laughs> there was the Royal Edenfields out. We were talking with some of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alice's restaurant. It was a nice looking brand new one though. <laughs> They're cool. Bike. They make, I mean, they make like, uh, yeah, they have a couple twins now. Um, the Interceptor and the other version of the same bike. Um, they look cool. They do look cool. They have really cool design and, they're they just like like practical fun motorcycles you know it's also Again. i mean it's it's we talked about this but it's like it's also a type of bike that you don't really see much anymore which is just yeah. a standard motorcycle and a standard like kind of what i'm you know I, I keep i keep bringing it up like i'm thinking about getting something different maybe a little more modern as a street bike to have around for a long time i want something that i can keep around and it's like oh that's dad's bike you know one day i'll die and my kids will have to restore it <laughs> or something you know and uh i keep coming back to like what i'd want as a bike and it's also really hard to just find not only standard as in like oh it's a standard seating position standard engine design you know like we think of like ujams or things like that but also it's hard to find that like a standard bike that doesn't have like does you know a ton of rider modes or traction control right right, right. Or, like all this electronic stuff it's like just give me like a plain motorcycle like it has an engine it has a transmission right it's got you know wheels and a chain and it goes when you twist the throttle you know like there's not that many bikes that come out new that are like that um and i mean traction control like rider modes those things are cool like it's it's really neat but i would gladly buy any of those bikes for like five maybe four or five thousand dollars less if they didn't have any of the modes and it's like right. you get a non-programmable ecu it's still fuel injected, but like you can't you can't do any of that extra stuff. I would totally buy it. I'd be like, I don't care. Like I don't need to have all that extra stuff. Um, where are those bikes at? And I think Royal Royal Enfield's kind of making that bike. Those mm -hmm. twins are dead simple. They look fun too. So yeah, you fuel injection, everything. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the show. We just wanted to talk about these sweet group rides we've been on if you've been going on some sweet group rides or maybe you have a group ride that your locale is known for and you're like hey you guys should hear about this we'd love to get listener emails and listener messages yeah. you can send us an email at clapmoto at gmail.com you can also hit us up on instagram at clap.pod thinking about making a facebook i don't know if i want to make i was a gonna facebook say you know not just group it. rides not just group rides Hit us up with your favorite food to go ride and pick up. What is yeah. your favorite? What do you like new? ride to go eat? Or Are your you... favorite thing to listen to while you're working on your bike? Yeah. Or your favorite noodle? Is it spaghetti? Is it fettuccine? Are you more of a rotini? Or perhaps you know udon? something spicy? Udon. Like udon. udon. I love it. You know, flat rice noodles. Send us an email. Send us some hate mail. Whatever you want to do, we're here for it. Um, and you know, we have been getting some shout outs on Instagram and some people talking to us. We, we love all that stuff. So please hit us up. Um, if you did like the show today and want to buy us a coffee, it is, we do have that option available. It's buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto. And of course, if we reach our thousand dollar goal, we will 
put a Predator T12 engine inside a Coleman mini bike and jump it over a colossal fire. Not during this time, because that would be completely unsafe. Please do not start fires if you're out camping right now. It's a horrible time on the West Coast to do that. Uh, you know, but when fire restrictions allow, we will build a big ass fire and jump it over it if we get to that thousand dollar mark. Uh, we are now on most of the major podcast platforms, uh, Dogcatcher, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and a few more, I think. Dogcatcher. Uh, Dogcatcher, shout out to, to those of you who are listening on Dogcatcher. I love it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, and we will catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye. Two. One general. And thanks for turning in to the clapped out moto hour. That would have been great, but you said that was, good. Keep going. That was great. That I was, was good. So Damn. You said thanks oh for turning my. in. It was perfect. Tuning in. No, you, you said, said who turning cares? in. It was still good. It's it a, thanks uh, for turning in. It's a motorcycle podcast. Hey, fuck you. Uh, the robots got that him. Was the one. That was so good. Do the same thing, but better. <laughs>